0: A cashless, cashierless supermarket experience. Simply walk in, load up your bags and walk out without any queuing, fumbling for your wallets or human interaction whatsoever. This is not a page out of a sci-fi novel, but a new venture from Amazon that has recently arrived on the streets of London.
1: Yes, this month Amazon Fresh has opened in two locations, firstly Ealing and most recently Wembley Park. They're the first to be seen outside of the US and the first of many planned for the UK with deals already done on 25 sites.
0: So today we'll be discussing Amazon's entry onto our high streets and asking whether it's a taste of the future or an experiment that's doomed to fail.
1: From the Investors Chronicle, I'm John Human.
0: And I'm Megan Boxall. Welcome to Not Your Normal Finance Show. So the best way to get a taste of Amazon Fresh is to go and try it out. And we sent our technology correspondent, Lauren Almeida, to go and see what all the fuss is about. What would shopping look like
1: if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go?
0: I'm on my
2: way at the minute to the Amazon Fresh store, which is the second of its kind in of London. It opened yesterday, and the first one opened in the evening, uh, earlier this month. So let's check it out.
1: What if we could weave the most advanced machine learning, computer vision, and AI into the very fabric of a store, so you never have to wait in line?
2: What's interesting about this shop is that there are no tills. You literally scan in with your phone, pick up the bits and bobs that you need, and then walk out. And afterwards, Amazon charges um, how much you spent in the shop to your credit card via that. So Amazon doesn't actually use facial recognition from all the cameras that are on ceiling but they do track you as you move around the store so they can tell where you're going and what you're packing in your basket.
1: We used computer vision, deep learning algorithms, and sensor fusion, much like you'd find in self-driving cars. We call it Just Walk Out Technology.
0: So it looks like a pretty
2: normal grocery shelf, um, except they're a little bit clunky looking closely. Well, I want to get some coffee, so that am to to this top shelf. So in doing that, Amazon knows that i picked up that item and that I can't put it back, which means that i bought it. There's also a pretty extensive variety of foods and drinks, including the meal deal and Amazon's own brand of foods, including vegan stuff.
1: Once you've got everything you want, you can just go. When you leave, our Just Walk Out technology adds up your virtual cart and charges your Amazon account. Your receipt
2: is sent straight to the app. And just like that, I'm out of the shop. So it was all in all a really good experience. Um, I didn't set off any alarms, which was encouraging. And I should be receiving a receipt from Amazon in app anytime now.
0: So Lauren's now joined us on the podcast. That sounds and looks as well. You You can actually see the video of this experience on Instagram, as well as listening to it on our podcast. Like a really interesting store. Does it feel like an actual normal supermarket when you're in there or does it feel space age?
2: Yeah, I mean, it felt, it felt quite fun going in there, actually. I mean, to be honest, the lockdown's probably warped my sense <laughs> of what's fun and what isn't. But um, yeah, to be honest, going in, I think I felt quite subconscious of the fact that there were loads of cameras on the ceiling that were pointing at me. Um, but to be honest, Amazon's designed it really well. They're really dark cameras, so they blend into the ceiling and then once you're in there, you kind of forget about it. Um, And then it feels like being in a regular shop until then, of course, you leave and then you don't have to. It feels like you don't have to pay. Obviously, you do because you get charged um, back to your phone afterwards. But yeah, it felt it felt very smooth. There were no queues because you didn't have to line up for anything. Um, Unless you wanted to pick up a parcel from Amazon, then you could line up and pick up your delivery there. Um, Yeah, it was all in all really, really smooth experience.
1: Um, Is it is it more expensive than a uh, no, normal convenience
2: store. Every, everything was really competitively priced. There was a there was a meal deal, um, and there, there was a mix of products there as well. You've got you've got kind of you know your regular um, Innocent smoothies and whatever, whatever else kind of Tesco Express might might stock. Um, but you've also got Amazon own brand stuff there. So you had Amazon fish and cheese and milk, which was quite strange to see. But yeah, it felt completely regular. I also thought it was interesting that they had a they had a coffee machine that they had a coffee machine with regular milk coffee machine with oatly milk which is
0: vegan brown milk um to ipo yeah and make jay-z millions <laughs> and billions have, have we right,
1: got yeah. some stock tips from jay-z in the uh in next week's magazine and on the <laughs> website
0: <laughs> yes we do because he's uh he's making lots of money from <laughs> from, uh, from companies um that's uh interesting about the fact that you don't feel like you're paying for anything because I feel like that is just a symbol of Amazon like not feeling like you're really paying for much. Uh, I kind of just consider my Amazon Prime it's now like a utility. I I use the Prime delivery service for all ordering because I mean it's so easy and I don't feel like I'm even paying for that it's just like part of my part of my life. And with that comes the TV service which I again don't feel like I'm paying for but I obviously am in the eight pounds that comes out of my bank account every month this this model of making people feel like they're not paying for things feels like it's just like the Amazon way of doing things
2: yeah I mean the, the Prime membership is is becoming yeah increasingly more valuable and definitely well from, I guess from a cons- my consumer perspective definitely worth the money I mean I, I didn't see this in Wembley but uh, I saw some footage of the shop and Ealing that they have of um at the back of the store they, they basically had a, a mini pharmacy as well so you didn't have you didn't have the um medicine out out displayed but you had cards and pictures of the medicine pick up the card um go to an employee and presumably give them your id and make sure that you're over 16 or whatever the age is and um yeah it's just so i mean feasibly in five years an amazon prime member could kind of speak to their amazon speaker and then please order me my prescription and and just pop down to the store and pick up the groceries whilst you're at it, along with the doctor-prescribed medicine. It's crazy.
1: It's almost as though they're trying to take over the world.
0: Um, (laughs) Almost, yeah.
1: (laughs) Which is my theory and why I like Amazon, as an investment.
0: Also something that, as an investment, and obviously one of the big questions around Amazon is the regulation, how do you regulate for this? Because all of these things are making life better for consumers. You go into a shop, you don't have to... Join a queue, join a checkout. Your your Prime membership, which you get everything, it feels like everything is included in. If you now get your pharmacies delivered, and you're not having to go into boots where the service is sometimes quite questionable. It's it's making life better for everyone. How, how do you how do you tame the beast as the regulators are trying to do?
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's part of the problem at the moment with U.S. competition law is That it, you know, pe- regulators are or, or people who are trying to change the law argue that. Uh, it places too much emphasis on, on consumer welfare and not so much on the market dynamics at play. So even though cheaper, cheaper access to to medicine and and yeah, all the stuff that Amazon Prime membership could get you um, might be good for the consumer. It's not it's not great for people who are trying to for small businesses who are try, trying to grow and and you know make a living. It's, it's not great for them.
0: And arguably, in this case, big businesses. So what is the game plan for Amazon in the UK with its its uh, convenience stores and its leap into food
1: I, I i mean i i think it it's serious i mean i think it really really does want um to to, to get this foothold in the uk market um you know it uh it's got its tie up with uh, morrison's which is which is significant um you know it's um if you go to amazon fresh in in the uk it's 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 morrison's basically badged as amazon um so you know they they, they really really do want a piece of the action here i mean there's a lot of speculation that it's going to Potentially buy Morrison's, uh, although you wouldn't necessarily guess that from the share price performance this year. Um, but but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, you know dynamics there that work for for Amazon. Uh, not least that the, the sort of physical footprint, uh, that the, the, you know that massive store base that it, that it can use as part of its logistics network. So so it's just part of the the game. It's part of the big jigsaw that 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 it's that it's putting yeah. together. I, I think it's absolutely fascinating, and I think it's serious.
0: Yeah. And I also think that that move into physical retail is, we've seen this before with Amazon. We, they've done it with books. They completely obliterated the normal, the the traditional book selling market um, with cheap, cheap books um, bought online. That was how Amazon really got massive. That and music how, how, was how the company got massive in the first place. And then, we saw it launch the Kindle and ebooks became more expensive. And then it decided it wanted some bookstores and physical books got more expensive again. It, it undercuts the prices, wipes out the industry, and then t- takes its place in the physical and the um, online part of that industry. And it, yeah, it's done it before. And if it's doing it with food, if you're a big supermarket, it's probably time to be a little bit worried.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because there, there is another way to read this, and that, that Amazon is um, trying to um, essentially develop technologies that that will help supermarkets be more efficient um, uh, that, that, that you know rather than wanting to control the entirety of retail, it's actually trying to build systems logistic systems, which is what Amazon is really. Um, so, so I don't know if I'd be more worried if I was a supermarket or if I was a Cardo.
0: I knew uh,
1: you
0: were going to say that. Is <laughs> <laughs> Is that real or is it just because you hate
1: Ocado? I don't hate Ocado. You know, what it's trying to do is, is interesting, but, but I think it feels very sort of Heath Robinson when, when I look at that, that business model. And I, I don't really understand uh, exactly, you know, how this is going to make money for its customers, um, you know, any more than it's ever made money for itself uh, from, from trying to deliver food. So, so I mean, I, it's trying to do the same thing. You know, this is this is about making this, the food logistics chain more efficient. That's what Amazon does. It's what Ocado does too. So I'd, I'd be worried if I was them. What, what do you think, yeah, Lauren?
2: It, yeah, I mean, Amazon's already starting to sell the technology that it uses in in these stores. The just walk out technology is what they call it. To, to supermarkets, they're already trying to sell it to them. So uh, yeah, it, it it follows that they're going to sell that they could sell um, some of the logistics software as well. I mean, why not?
1: Yeah. And, you know, it does it with Amazon Web Services, which is obviously built for, you know, for its own um, purposes initially. But, but you know, it, and, and none of this is to say that it can't sell the technology to other supermarkets, but also have a, a significant food business itself in Amazon Fresh. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It can do both. Um, yeah. that's, that's why I would be somewhat worried uh, if I was a Cardo, less so if I was a supermarket.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, if we're talking about the Amazon investment case as well, it's that licensing of its software, which actually makes it money, makes it profits. It's not so much the actual selling of goods that's the profitable bit. It's the Amazon web services, which is incredibly profitable and very, very easy to scale.
1: I I am interested in the the, the fact that you mentioned cameras, uh, Lauren, because and it was obviously in your in your mind that as you went into the store that you were going to be you know, videoed from a, a million angles whilst you were you were wandering around yeah. not shoplifting. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but I mean is is this a is this an issue in you know so given what the concerns that exist about privacy and and all, all that yeah. sort of stuff?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird one. I mean, I I definitely, as I say, I did I I was conscious of the fact that cameras watch me when I first went in, and then it. Once you're in the shop, it didn't feel that different from just being in a Sainsbury's and there being CCTV cameras watching you. I mean, obviously, most most CCTV cameras aren't smart in that there's no technology kind of analysing what's happening. They're literally just recording machines. Um, but also London is like one of them. I think it's, I think it's like one of the biggest surveillance areas in, in the world behind China. There are loads of CCTV cameras in the UK. Um, so I don't think to maybe an average consumer, maybe they, they wouldn't. Mind that much potentially, um, especially as I say they're, they're really camouflaged very well. <laughs> you can barely notice them, um, and they're tiny. They're not like big, bulky CCTV traditional cameras. Um, yeah, just just going back to to kind of Amazon using this tech. I mean, Amazon doing something for themselves first and then selling it to other people. It's just it's just what they do. And they, they did, as you say, they did it with AWS, and um, it looks like they're doing the same with with healthcare as well and, and pharmacy. I mean, a couple of days ago. Amazon said that it's going to start extending its Amazon Care service um, to other companies. And it was it was an internal service, so it was that um, its employees could literally pick up a pick up their phone, go into an app, and talk to a GP or, or a nurse or a doctor 24 um, seven. And now and now they're going to start offering that to to other companies. So, yeah, Amazon's so big that they kind of use their their employees as like a like yeah kind of guinea pigs, and then if it works, they they sell it to other people.
1: I think it's an extraordinary company, and actually, the regulation thing—you know—the other difficulty I'd imagine regulators have is that Amazon is kind of not monopolistic in anything that it's in, with the possible exception of of kind of web services, where where it did have a massive advantage. But then there are other big companies in that too, uh, so so it's not a it's not a natural monopoly in any market that it's in anymore. So so how do you regulate that?
2: Yeah, and it's it's also big enough that I mean, Amazon's got a history of just. It can just dabble in whatever it wants. I mean, it doesn't really ultimately matter if it fails. It's got so many things that it's flopped at. Like it its phone didn't really work. Um, it used to have a hotel booking service online. That didn't work either. But it doesn't matter because they can they have enough resource and enough time um to just see if there's a if there's a market that that needs to be disrupted or looks like it should be disrupted, they've got enough resource to just just keep trying until something works.
1: I and mean, I was checking out how many acquisitions they've made um, before before we started recording, they've made a hundred acquisitions in their history in all sorts of weird areas. Um, mm-hmm. the biggest acquisition they've made was Whole Foods. Um yeah. 13.7 billion dollars. Uh, kind of that that tells you actually this is a market that they are truly serious about. Food, that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the fact that there seems to be more Fanfare around this than um, than there is with other ventures, ventures that it does on the sly, and we'll see if that works. Or we'll see if it, it doesn't work. And even the healthcare thing, they don't seem to be making nearly as much fanfare about that as they are about the the move into into food. So, yeah, I think um I think it's interesting. I think it will be interesting to see how many Amazon stores are popping up in the UK in the next few years.
1: I think they I think about twenty twenty five planned quite quickly from, uh, from uh, the uh, research that producer John has done. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, a reasonable number um, to, to try them out. And they're, they're, they're appearing quickly. So, yeah, off they go. Fascinating.
0: So one big question, which many UK investors um, will be asking of this venture, is where does this leave British supermarkets?
1: Um well, I used to cover the supermarket industry uh when i was uh when I was on the company's team and um you know it's it is an interesting market it's ever evolving so you know this is this to me is just the latest uh, evolution of, of of an industry that has 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 been doing this for the you know innovating this way you know since it began and supermarkets themselves were, were an innovation of, of of you know how food was sold um a, a revolution in how food was sold. Um, so, so, you know, this, this is just the, the next thing. It's the next thing in, in how, how grocery um, is, uh, is is delivered to consumers. Um, and, and I suspect other supermarkets will follow suit. Um, you know, whatever Amazon does in the first instance, you know, in the UK, Tesco still has 28% of the market. You know, even if it bought Amazon, um, even if it bought Morrison, it would only have 10% of the market. So, so you know, it's... Uh, it, it's it's as i say um i wouldn't say a massive concern for an industry uh, that has lived through this sort of uh, disruption time and time and time and time again um i mean it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be easy for them and this is why supermarkets have been fairly volatile uh, investments you know that they have had their ups and downs um but 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 that but they will cope they they will they will eva- adapt as they have always adapted <sighs>
0: But unlike Amazon, which seems to have endless pockets of cash, margins are quite tight at the moment anyway in supermarkets, and that's without extensive investment online. I think if the consumer habits, shopping online is probably going to continue after the pandemic has happened. And we have seen companies, I mean, Tesco in particular, has stepped up with its online offering. Um, Morrison's obviously relying on Amazon for its online offering, but but to really compete in the online space, they're going to have to invest quite a lot more, in especially in logistics, because we as we saw in the peak of the pandemic, you couldn't get delivery slots on Tesco. And then that that's not because they uh, they don't have the food. It's obviously they have the food. It's in, they're in their shops. It's because they don't have the logistics. They don't have the setup to deliver food at the same pace that Amazon can deliver. So if we are all going to be shifting online even more so in the future, surely these companies are going to be having to spend a lot of money and that is not going to do well for the investment case.
1: Uh, not necessarily. Uh, you're, you're right. Um, but you know, they, that investment might end up going to someone like Ocado or Amazon for, for the kind of technology that we've been discussing already. So, um, yeah it it doesn't make for a great investment case and, and and supermarkets you know have haven't always delivered for investors over the years you know um you know, look at the last year i mean some of the, some of them have done nothing um and we'll come on to that in more detail in a minute cuz we have an interesting question from a uh, from a listener um so so yeah as i say it's it is an industry a low margin industry ultra competitive uh it, it is a is a new entrance to that in in the form of Amazon. Yeah, it's it's I'm sure it gives uh, the chief executive companies a few sleepless nights. Um but, but 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 you know they'll 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 still be there. Um but you're right, it, it might not be the sector you want to be in as an investor if it's the one that's about to get disrupted this way.
0: But so that listener question is a quite an optimistic question. Were supermarkets the biggest winners of COVID lockdowns?
1: absolutely not um and, and you only have to look at the, the share price performance over the year to see that so tesco was flat morrison was down four percent over the year sainsbury's were up by a fifth and i'm i'm, I'm trying to work i can only imagine that's because they were su- such poor performers beforehand that they've, they've kind of caught up um you know christmas was the busiest ever ever month for for uk supermarkets um you know, they were open. They, they, they had an advantage over other retailers in that sense. Um, but just, you know, remember, no one was going out. You know, where, where have we all been drinking for the past uh, two months?
0: The
1: Tesco mm, in. Yeah.
0: So if, if supermarkets haven't done well or as well as they could have done, at surely what is the best possible time to be a supermarket? A time when you can't spend your money anywhere else. If they haven't done well and they haven't capitalized on those opportunities, when are they going to capitalize on the opportunities? I have the same argument about Halfords. If Halfords hasn't, if Halfords shares aren't performing at a time when it literally said that it had had its best Christmas trading period ever, ever, everyone's riding bikes. How's it? How's it ever going to deliver? How's it? These companies aren't well managed if they're not being able to capitalize on these opportunities. I mean,
1: I think they they sold a lot of stuff um the the problem they had was that it cost them a lot more to sell that stuff exactly um so they needed to spend a lot of money on you know Protecting their staff from COVID. They need to spend money on extra staff because, because of the way things work and they needed to suddenly accelerate their investments in online. So, uh, they, they, they you know, their banks, so if the Tesco's and Sainsbury's, their banks, um, had a horrible year, you know, as, as you would imagine in, uh, in, uh, a period of really real economic weakness. So, and, and, you know, in terms of the market and where, how it's looking at supermarkets, well, it's, it's obviously said, well, that that was a one off. Um, you know, and and the oldie Tesco in is going to be abandoned for a proper pub at some time soon. Um, so, so yeah, it they weren't the big winners of lockdown. The the best you can say is that it's accelerated their online shift, um, which is good, but Amazon, yeah. Amazon's lurking round the corner.
0: <laughs> so, what were the big winners of lockdown, Lauren? You must have plenty in your sector,
2: yeah. I mean, that. <laughs> but- I mean, it's basically all of tech. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard to. It's. Hard. I mean, Amazon obviously is one of them. I would. I would add as well. I think. I think it's interesting that uh, Amazon picked the UK as as the first country outside of the US to launch these stores. I mean, it's really the UK is really kind of it's it's, a, it's an advanced economy. But lots of people here use cashless payments. Lots of people here use um yeah uh, use their phones to pay to pay for things instead <sighs> instead of checks or however it's a, that that um, I mean I mean in that sense in payments America is actually. Pretty, pretty far behind um UK. So, yeah, for supermarkets, the, cons- the UK consumer is, is ready to go digital. It's just waiting for for someone to do it the right way, and Amazon can do it the right way. So, yeah, um, I guess Amazon is is a, is an obvious answer, but one that is really true.
1: <laughs> G- gaming has been the other big. I know yeah. you love talking about gaming, lot So, uh, yeah, yeah, go and talk talk about gaming.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, we, well, Nalushi and I wrote wrote um, a, a news feature last week about about Roblox, which is the um, video game platform slash social media platform um, that I'm sure people's kids listening to will, will, will play on a lot. Um, which is yeah, it's just another example of the fact that video games are just everywhere, and it's a lot to do with the fact that internet connections are getting better, and VR, virtual reality, and augmented reality are getting better, and it's all. Yeah, becoming more, almost more real, and it's just amazing. It's a really exciting industry, and everyone's been spending loads more time inside the house. And so people who are not necessarily, you yeah, know, identify as gamers, have yeah, realise how amazing and magical it is. So, um, yeah, I think I think video games are a big habit that, that have formed over the past year and probably here to stay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, did I read in that piece that, that, that there is speculation that Disney is, is- – could make a, yeah, a big
2: for well, that's, that's what Professor Scott Galloway, who's the a, who's a professor of, of business, I think, at um, New York University, that's what he speculated. Um, and I could de- definitely see the appeal. I mean, you know, Disney's got great IP, and you chuck that into a video game that kids love. Why not? Um, yeah, and there, there are there are examples of um, uh, AT&T, um, Warner Bros using uh, Wonder Woman um, IP in- in-game, which is a great ad because then you've got kids, you know, wonder Woman accessories on their avatars and games much better than scrolling past and or, or even like walking past a poster for wonder Woman just ignore it but if you're playing with it you're going to remember it
1: there you go there's the bit there are the big winners um definitely not supermarkets <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's us done for this week if you like what you hear then please drop us a nice rating so that our upcoming new feed can get some attention and as I'm Not Your Normal Finance Show listener, we have a special offer for you, a four-week Investors Chronicle trial for only £4. Claim that by going to investorschronicle.co.uk forward slash not your normal trial. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back here next week.